Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and alongside my good friend Doug McCary here coming to you live from the Salem Center on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Doug, this is getting to be a habit, buddy. Yeah. You, yeah. Three days in a row. Come on. It's like that, that guy we've heard, uh, <laughs> we've heard him before. Uh, I had a familiar voice. Yeah, I had somebody text me the uh, day before yesterday. They said, were you on SWAT the other day? I like, yeah, I was. Because, yeah. yeah, I thought that was you. Yeah. Yep, you were, and uh, it's been good having you on here. Just oh. kind of like, uh, just one because we we've known each other for so long, and we both share a passion for the word and a passion for ministry to men. And you know, um, I mean, we you know, <clears throat> what our listeners may not realize, we see each other every week. So, but we are we are brothers in Christ, but we're really kind of like brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in the sense you you've got. I know you're this way with your brother. Where you may not see him for a few weeks, but the minute you get together, it's just like you know, just like when you were twelve, you know. Yeah, I talked to him today. Actually, we may uh, even act like we're twelve yeah, years well, old sometimes. Well, I talked to him. He called me yesterday after the program because he had my mom and dad. They were, he we had them out taking them to a doctor's appointment, and uh, he said we were listening to you, and so I <laughs> thought I'd call you after the program until you were listening. So I'm good, and uh, so yeah, but you know sometimes life gets busy and you don't get to talk to your brothers but you have that history right right you just, right uh, well i was uh <clears throat> i was sorry i was unable to make the um the gathering downtown today but i i hope you're i hope you're willing to share a little bit about that uh just you know i think doug i don't do you ever feel this way where i need some good news i, mm. I want to hear some good news of what's going on not just in our city, but around the country, because there's plenty of bad news, you yeah. know, and I'm not trying to, you know, plug my ears up. Uh, it's just, it seems to be, that's all you hear of. Yeah. Well, um, it, it was really good. I mean, um, we, we got, uh, Reggie Gaffney, Councilman Reggie Gaffney invited us to, uh, come be a part of a prayer team. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was really really just a great gathering there were pastors um there were pastors um who were uh, from the north side of town that some of them that we had served with when we had done um we had done food distributions yeah, over there yeah. during covid and uh it was just really um really a, a a good gathering and calling of people to come together to say we're going to stop the violence in jacksonville we're we're calling out to God. We're going to intercede and we're going to cry out to God collectively. And these pastors were going to do it on the north side of town. And they decided they reached out to Councilman Gaffney and said, let's do it down at City Hall in the uh, atrium down there. And it was great because, you know, we talked yesterday about did I share on on air yesterday about that dream about Kevin Durant? Uh, was that <laughs> you was, shared uh, it with me? Okay, uh, you did not share it on the air though. Okay, so on Monday night I have a dream. Well, it, it goes back even further than that. So Friday, Lori and I are having dinner with a couple, an older couple, who um, uh, they've just been a great encouragement to us over the years in ministry, and 
you know, every now and then they'll take us out to a, a nice restaurant. So they took us out and they're just a sweet couple that have in, encouraged us with our daughters and encouraged us in ministry. And right before we get up to leave, uh, the gentleman reached over and said, can I, can I uh, ask you a question? What, what do you see in the next 10 years? And he said, uh, uh, well, I said after that, I said, well, you know, I really don't know. I don't, I, I can't really say I don't have a desire to build this great, huge organization. I don't know. And he said, can I share my story with you? And I said, sure. So he, he shared his personal journey of faith and talked about how as a young middle schooler, high schooler, um, God used a guy in his life. And then he used that same guy in the lives of lots of younger people in the in the South Florida area. Well, and he said, I just want to encourage you. I know you do the SWAT Bible studies and you teach these guys and you're a good teacher and there's nothing wrong with teaching men in their 50s and 60s. But, you know, who's teaching the 20, 30-year-olds? Who's teaching the teenagers? And those people have 40, 50 years left in their life, you know, and – and who's really training him? So he shares that, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm contemplating it, thinking a lot about SWAT, thinking about what we're doing, raising up warriors, right? I go home, and nothing really magical happens. I just go about doing my stuff. But Monday night, I have a dream before I wake up, and Kevin Durant's in this dream, and he's got some kids he's coaching <coughs> off on a off on a little basketball court and they're at risk youth and he's just using basketball as a way to encourage them and help give them motivation and, and, you know, trying to get them on a right track and speak truth in their life. And, you know, Kevin Durant's a believer and he's wanting to speak that truth in their life too. And, and I'm off on the side with my SWAT guys. I'm at the same park, but I'm, I've got guys in chairs teaching a Bible study. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's a weird <coughs> dream. Okay, so dreams are never. Dreams you, don't are, get, yeah. you don't get to pick your dreams. Yeah. You just kind of live through them. Daniel so, can testify yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I, I see Kevin Durant. I go, Kevin. You know, I, I was a chaplain for the Rockets, man. I love watching you. And um, remember what you said about your mom when you got that award. <coughs> that was really cool. And so we're t- I'm talking to Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and he goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, well, I am, uh, uh, I'm teaching these guys Bible and I'm training them to be warriors. And, and he looks over at his kids and he says, why are your guys not training my kids? And it was really convicting in the dreams. So I woke up kind of haunted by that. So that was Tuesday. I woke up from it and I called Councilman Gaffney to just see what's been going on with him. Cause we haven't done a food share in a long time and, he says, well, let me tell you what's going on. You know, there was another teenager shot. I said, yeah, I saw that in the news. He said, we're doing a prayer gathering down at City Hall on Wednesday. I would love for you and the SWAT guys to be a part of it. It's going to be at the atrium. And so I'm thinking, you know, we're just going to show. He said, I, I didn't get the idea there's going to be a lot of people there. But there were a lot of pastors there from the north side. A lot of people. There were like five or six cameras there like news cameras and but it was a gathering to pray for our city and invoke the name of jesus as the only solution 
to the problem of violence in our city. And and bringing people together, poor and rich, black and white and yellow, all together with a common bond of Jesus and the common vision of praying for our city, like right out of Jeremiah you shared. I mm-hmm. think it was yesterday. <clears throat> I did, yeah. And so uh, it was uh, it was really a cool gathering. Uh, all the SWAT guys, he called us up at the end and, and uh, had me share at the very end and pray. And the SWAT guys that were there got behind me. And, and I asked the people, I, I explained the Shema to them, and I said, you know, before I start any study, I pray the Shema. And, I, 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 you know, God's people did that and have done that for thousands of years. So I said, if you love Yahweh, and want to affirm your love for him with a stand with us. And it was cool in that atrium, the resounding mm-hmm. Shema of God's people crying out for peace in their city and for, for rest from the violence. And so it was a beautiful picture. I got to meet um, a couple of people from a, a, a ministry in town called uh, SOS Save Our Sons mm-hmm. and uh, – it was uh, it was really, really great just to connect with some of those people and be able to say, hey, we want we want you to know we care. You know, we, we want you to know that we care that kids are being shot in high school in your part of the town and that you have a, a desire to see those kids helped. And we don't know what we can do, but we have hands and feet. Right. And we want it, we want to be there to help you because this is our city. It is our city. It is. And um I think far too often uh we only get involved in things that we have direct correlation to or things we see direct benefit from and it, it, the city of Jacksonville can come together in a way that would really be Uh, great and unifying i think in this toxic culture we live in to say we're coming together in the name of christ for peace in our city not peace that we know there's not going to be everlasting peace until the savior comes again but we still are called to pray for the peace of the city and and to be god's remnant in the city right and i appreciate councilman gaffney you know, and I said this when I got up there, I said, you know, he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are, you know, because the first thing people want to do is if a politician's involved in anything or somebody who's in political office, everybody wants to start saying, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. And, and I just acknowledged it up front. Listen, we all, we all make choices that not everybody's going to agree with and some that we think are bad. But, you know, I, I was telling one guy before, well, I was one of my board members before we came on air, you know him, and I was just saying, you know, when people look at politicians or athletes or anybody that has any kind of national, you yeah. know, thing, we tend to be really harsh on them or what they do and not appreciate other things they do. Right. But we would not want anybody <laughs> with a 24-hour window into our life seeing yeah. all our decisions I mean, and where we go and the stuff. And our thoughts sometimes are just as evil as their actual choices. Oh, there's no question. And so 
So I just say, you know, we come together as imperfect, broken people to say, we'll speak truth in love and we'll see people start to change starting today. Today is the day we can start change. Well, there's plenty of things we could disagree on, but why don't we gather together to talk about what we do agree on, and that is that Jesus is the answer to these issues. Yeah. So, uh, hey. Well, thanks for sharing, and we'll uh, maybe we'll pick up on that when we come back from the break. You can call us at 844-777-7928. If you were down there, hey, give us a shout today, 844-777-SWAT. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word, and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here with my good buddy Doug McCary Coming to you live from the Salem Center. And, uh, Doug, I appreciate you sharing kind of what was going on around lunchtime downtown. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sure we had some guys maybe who are tuned in who were actually down there. Give us a shout at 844-777-7928. I'd love to hear what your uh, what your thoughts were of that going on. You know, Doug, I just think about all the very, you know, just there's so much controversy. There's just a constant division it, that's all you hear these days on the radio mm-hmm. and 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 you know all the media it's it's like we can't can we just come together on you know one thing which is really what today was about down yeah, there yeah yeah it's coming yeah. together and recognizing the only source of healing is the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah it's the only source yeah, Jesus is the answer. That's what was echoed over and over by a host of pastors and leaders, um, men and women. It was really, uh, it was a great gathering to just lift up our city in the name of Jesus and to say that he is the only one. Almost every speaker and person who prayed shared the same prayer. You know, we just called on God to be merciful, to raise up people in the city that would be warriors for truth, that would be people that speak the truth, uh, and that it would be a unified message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and going back to the dream you had Sunday night going into Monday before you woke up, you know, that picture of Kevin Durant asking you, why aren't your guys teaching these guys? Mm-hmm. This has been something you and I have talked about for a long time. We've talked about it here on the air many times. Is, you know, you, you think of, why is that not happening today? Mm-hmm. You know, you. I think because people think just because you go to church, you're somehow being discipled. Mm-hmm. You know, you can watch baseball on TV and never learn how to play baseball. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know, you need somebody to show you how to throw it. You can watch golf and never learn how to play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, for some reason, people think because they went to church, they're somehow Christian. Listen, if we're to be Christ-like, that's going to require some teaching and some walking together in life. Mm-hmm. We don't always have to agree on every single point. Grab somebody. Grab a young man. One of one of the local pastors here in town, I remember him saying that as he looked out upon his his congregation, his flock, his greatest concern mm. was how many 30-somethings he saw. Mm. He didn't see enough 60s, 70s out there. And yep. we need some... We need some 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s standing up, stepping up. Yeah, that you know, it, it's it doesn't. That's what I was telling uh, a guy before we went on the air today is that a lot of times people feel paralyzed because they don't know what to do. I, I, I just want you to think for a second about if a child of a friend of yours or let's say your brother, you know, you're talking about our brothers. Let's say one of our, our, our brothers or sister's children got shot at high school. It would be devastating for mm-hmm. us. But because we don't know the people and we're such a remote control generation, we don't like to dwell. We got our own pain. We got our own stuff to deal with. We don't go there and people feel abandoned. People feel like nobody cares my child is shot. You know, a crime is terrible and nobody even cares. And that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And and God's people are called to be compassionate people, to care for the sojourner, to care for the widow and the orphan, those that are vulnerable. Jesus said, when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. And 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 so when we have an opportunity where – a Macedonian person is saying, help. I mean, really think, stop and think about that. I mean, when, when the, the person in the middle of the Greek culture is saying help and the church goes, uh, you know what? We, we can't come help. Cause we got Bible study that day. <laughs> we can't yeah. come help. We got a, <clears throat> we got a church retreat that mm-hmm. day. We can't help because you know what? We have a church meeting and that's really what happens a lot. Right. Yeah, we're so programmed that we don't leave margin for the Holy Spirit to lead us. Yeah, yeah, there there is no margin for 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 spontaneous response, and sometimes 
the most divine appointments are spontaneous, <laughs> not planned. Yeah. It's not that we shouldn't plan, but, you know, uh, what's that verse? Come on, I know you know it. Man plans his ways, but God directs his steps. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay to plan, but what about God throwing you an invitation out there? To, I mean, think about this. Hey, do you want to come down to City Hall and pray for our city? Are you kidding me? Do you know how many politicians across this country would never allow that to happen? Would would not want that to happen in their city hall? I mean, we're, we're you know we're kicking the Bible out of schools and kicking it out of here and there, and to have a leader in your city say, "Hey, will you come pray with our our leaders downtown for for the peace of our city?" Right. <clears throat> it's a it's a great opportunity, and uh, hopefully. It won't be the only. It'll be one of more and well, more I mean, that to develop. Yeah, I, I tend to think of that as something we need to do consistently. Let's don't wait for the next tragedy. Jeremiah twenty nine seven, which you kind of opened up with, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, mm-hmm. and pray to the Lord on its behalf. Pray to the Lord on behalf of Jacksonville. Virginia Beach, wherever it is you are, mm-hmm. God has actually sent you, it says, as an exile into that city. Mm-hmm. This is where we live. This is where we raise our families. But, Doug, I think what we tend, we tend to look and go, well, I live in this neighborhood. You live in that neighborhood. <laughs> Listen, I think across the city, doesn't matter where you live in northeast Florida, mm-hmm. what an opportunity it well, is to come together. Well, there I I'm I'm trying to get a guy to be a guest that my son actually had on his podcast. Ryan, uh, my youngest son, does a podcast called Mill Spec Believer. Mm-hmm. If, if you know somebody in the military, or you're in the military, uh, Ryan has uh, you know been in the military. He continues to serve in the guard. Uh, but he does this podcast called Mill Spec Believer, and he tries to get different people on. He's had um, he had the guy who was like the uh, on Black Hawk Down, one of the guys right. who was in that. And um, anyway, he had this guy on named Chad Robichaud, who was um, uh, I think it was Chad, maybe yes, yes Chad, it was. Chad Robichaud. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a Medal of Valor recipient, all right, because he is a uh, MMA world champion, a former Marine recon guy. Hmm. His dad was a Marine. His sons are Marines. And my son heard him speaking at a special ops thing. And when he heard him speaking, this was not spiritual. This was not a Christian thing. This was military special ops and he's training people and trying to help them learn to be the best they can be for our country and he starts talking about jesus and ryan's going wow this guy's bold he's just sharing this and people listen why because he's good at what he does he is and, and his christianity his walk with jesus is as natural a part of his life as anything else. And so he talks about it, and because he has been so 
proficient and blessed in other areas, God gives him the reason to do this. And my son, that's why he wanted to have him on, because he goes, wow, this guy's bold. He's talking about this. And my point is, so often we feel like we've got to check our relationship with Jesus at the door in our world. And we are called to be warriors for truth out in our world. We, we've got to share the hope of Jesus. Well, if it only comes up, you know, well, what if people get upset? Well, they might get upset. How are you going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. Well, if you respond graciously to them, they're going to go, wow, I didn't expect that. Not in this culture we mm-hmm. live in. But but we don't even talk about Jesus. Right. He's a last mention most of the time instead of the, 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 the most important thing in our life. And that's why when Chad Robichaud got up and talked about his life and the things that have been helpful jesus was at the forefront because when he is when he is in your life like that you can't help but talk about him no and you know what god has allowed him to do this guy rescued over seventeen thousand people out of afghanistan after the debacle that happened over there what 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 debacle? yeah yeah there was a big debacle in case you didn't hear um and anyway so he is uh He's a guy who's living it out. Well, we can do that, too. And so, again, kudos to Councilman Gaffney and the other leaders who stood with him down there for allowing us to come do that. Well, I think and and I think, Doug, sorry, I just interrupted you, but I was just thinking about the fact that kind of what we've been working through this week, uh, you know, that we're called to, to persevere through difficult circumstances. We're called to be the message to to the hurting people. The message to those who are hurting in our city is Jesus Christ. Yep. And we're to be the mouthpiece of that message. And so I know we're going to get into it today, looking at uh, how, how do we care for the flock. Yeah, and how do we care for the flock? Not just the flock who have already bowed their knee, but what about those who have not yet bowed their That's knee? That's right. People of peace. Glad you joined us today. We'll take a quick break. 844-777-7928. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes here this week with my good buddy, Doug McCary. It's like old home week. Appreciate appreciate you guys, and I I really do uh, appreciate the text messages. And uh, I I do actually like coming in here, Doug. It's You know, people have said, how come you don't do radio anymore? (laughs) Because I got to work. I gotta, gotta make. I gotta go make a living. You you gotta go out and uh, 
support your wife shopping (laughs) right Uh, probably the other way around well uh, you know and your golf habit too (laughs) but you know it's funny uh it is good having you in here just because uh and and i you know you continue to meet with young men and one of the reasons i brought up chad robishaw is there's a guy out in uh, texas who steve toth is the is a congressman in the texas house and i knew steve when i was out at woods edge church in the woodlands and steve was one of the guys god used to speak into chad's life and speak Hmm. truth to him and really confront him about his casual christianity and you know, here's a guy who's a house member out there, and you never know some of the influence you can have because would you look at what Chad Robichaud is doing now, and a lot of people don't know it, but he was involved in helping rescue some Fox News people over in Ukraine. Remember mm, the guy right. who got shot mm-hmm. and the, the cameraman that got killed? He was and his team were very involved with stuff over there. So he is... Uh, He's been used by God in some really great ways. And the cool thing is, if this guy is sharing the gospel in a special ops podcast, you know he's sharing the gospel one-on-one with people. Yes. And so uh, kudos to Steve for speaking truth into his life. Because sometimes when you meet people that are bigger than life like that, you want to be their friend more than you want to share the gospel with them. And that's we're, we're guilty of that that's a good. lot. And and we need to hold those people to the fire of 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 Jesus too. And Jesus is a fire. Trust me, you 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 feel the heat when you're around somebody that really loves Him. If you don't, mm-hmm. and um and 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 there has to come a time in your life that you go, wow, I I don't have what that guy has. Yeah. yeah. And Lord, help me to get it. And and thank goodness that Chad has that now. And you know, I was thinking about what's going on in Acts 16 as we've been looking at it this week. And, uh, you know, we talked about Monday on persevering through difficult circumstances by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. And Paul and Silas had been beaten. They were thrown in prison, and they're singing and worshiping. Their eyes are fixed on the Lord. And and they start singing, and the prisoners are listening to them. The jailers watching them. Then there's an earthquake. Their bonds are released, but they don't leave. They stay there. The jailers watching them again. The prisoners watching them again. Why aren't these guys bolting? You know, we deserve to be here. They don't deserve to be here. And then they end up ministering out of forgiveness to the one that put them in the stocks. Yeah. Yep. And I just was thinking, Brad, I, is there another person you know in Scripture that was wounded and beaten and really thrown in jail by people that that had no regard for them, and that person looked at those people that did that and said, I forgive you, I forgive you, right. and then ends up some of them coming to Christ some of those people end up having their lives redeemed forever. Yeah, because that that was the message. Paul took the message, then he and Silas lived the message. They became the message. 
And it's interesting that they did not evoke their Roman citizenship at any time up to this point. And we, you've read the text all the way from 25 through 34 where we, we've kind of come to. And, you know, when Paul clarified the message to him, it says they spoke the word of the Lord to him and his household, talking about the jailer. It says, then the jailer risked his life and his family's life by bringing them into his home, washing their wounds, feeding them, saying no to Caesar and yes to God, which this guy had spent his life saying yes to Caesar. He was vowed to give his life mm-hmm. serving Caesar. Right. But now we're in the last part, the epilogue part of the story, verse 35 through 40. I always used to like the epilogues on Dragnet. You know, it kind of gives you the rest of the story. Correct. Um, Because if the story just ended there, it'd be a great story, wouldn't it? Right. But it gets better. So I'm going to have you read 35 through 40, and then we're going to talk about how does this text relate to caring for your flock and we're going to see in paul and silas and what they do next it's good act 16 beginning in verse 35 but when it was day the magistrates sent the police saying let those men go and the jailer reported these words to paul saying the magistrates have sent to let you go therefore come out now and go in peace But Paul said to them, they have beaten us publicly, uncondemned, men who are Roman citizens, and have thrown us into prison. And do they now throw us out secretly? No. Let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them. And they took them out and asked them to leave the city. Verse 40, so they went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Uh, This is the word of the Lord. And it, it illustrates that sometimes, in fact, many times, when you live in a power-driven culture, in other words, Rome, the way Rome maintained control was power. Everything was about power to them. And knowledge is power, isn't it? Right. And when you have a magistrate whose job it is to keep the law, and he allows a Roman citizen, not one but two, to be beaten without a trial, he has now uh, put his own life at risk, and everybody's life who was associated with beating them, transporting them, putting them in jail, everybody's at risk of being crucified or thrown in prison or beaten. And and they, you know, they didn't know they were Roman citizens even when they said let them go, it appears. They just said let them go. Maybe they thought these guys are innocent, or maybe they thought, listen, they've gone through enough. We beat them, and now they've been in jail overnight, and this earthquake freaked them out. And they said, let's let's just get them out of here, make them leave the city. We don't know the reason why that they were put out or why he wanted them to go, but he said, let them go in peace. Hmm. 
Paul then asserts citizenship and says, wait a minute. You tell him we're Roman citizens. We didn't get a trial. We were beaten, uncondemned, and that's that, that's a bad deal. You tell them to come escort us out of town. So by the magistrates escorting them out of prison, it would have sent a signal these men are innocent. Why is that important? Well, if they just get out of prison without the magistrates being there, people may or may not know. But now they've got the magistrates, and notice where they go. The magistrates, you can hear the conversation as they're walking out of town. You know, uh, okay, guys, listen, we didn't know you are Roman citizens, and, uh, man, we're really sorry. Um, what else can we do for you? And Paul's just walking. He's just walking. He said, you, but, you know, we know it was bad, but you all got to leave town because there's too much problems here. Yeah, we're, we're going to leave town, uh, Prater, but we want to go by Lydia's house. Yeah. Well, we really need to go, Prater. Uh, you remember what happened back there? You remember uh, that little beating that we got and the false imprisonment? Maybe he didn't say a word. He didn't need to. The praetor knew what had happened. And that's all that mattered. And Paul goes to Lydia's house, which is where the church met. And he said he met with Lydia and what? The brothers. The church that was all women now has men in it. And when Paul went there with the praetor, who was the magistrate, he's basically saying, these are my people, Prater. I'm leaving town, but these are my people, and they know the truth, and, you know, they need to be taken care of. Not with money, not special favors, except don't harass them because they're followers of the way. And that happened. People were harassed for following the way after that. But Paul's secret was protection for Lydia and for the church there. And this church became one of the most powerful churches in that part of the world. And, you know, the reason Paul, I don't think, could uh, claimed citizenship was he did not want Rome in any way, shape, or form to be seen as his savior or his citizenship hmm. that like that that was what he looked at and i think we could learn a lesson from him in this country because far too many people look to the government they look to a particular leader and listen it doesn't matter whether it's barack obama or donald trump these people are not the answer and that was said today too this morning jesus is the only answer to yeah. the things that plague our country yeah <clears throat> makes me think of a, a flag I saw the other day on a walk with my wife. We're walking through the neighborhood. <laughs> this guy's got a flagpole, and uh, he doesn't have an American flag on it. He doesn't have a Florida flag. He's got a flag, Doug, that says... Um, Uh-oh, it doesn't say that. It says, either. Jesus and Trump are the answer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know where you are politically. It doesn't matter to me. But it's not Jesus and. It's Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's no political leader, period. Yes. And I think it's something that's a great point, Doug. It's not Rome. It's not America. It's Christ. We're going to take a quick break. Glad you joined us. 
Give us a call during this last segment, 844-777-7928. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary, working our way through Act 16. In fact, we're wrapping it up pretty much today. Um, I don't know if you've you've got a guest on tomorrow, I think. Well, actually, uh, <clears throat> or, t- tomorrow and Friday, I'm, I'm uh, replaying by popular demand <laughs> uh, two past programs that were really powerful. One is a guy who was a drug addict turned into disciple maker named Ray Sartori. I met Ray up in uh, Pittsburgh and I did a retreat up there and um, he's got a powerful testimony uh, of uh, how God got him off drugs. And boy, if we needed that, it's now because all the fentanyl and everything going on out there. So you might want to share that um, just really, really powerful uh, testimony. Uh, and then Friday, I'm replaying a very, probably one of our most played, uh, replayed broadcasts on the podcast is Chris Carrier uh, oh, yeah. was kidnapped, <laughs> shot, and left for dead in the Everglades as a fifth grader. And uh, God rescued him and ends up using him um to uh, lead the man who shot him to Christ, which was just a powerful story of forgiveness. That'll be Friday. Might want to share those. Both of them, much-needed messages now, one on on the power of Jesus over addiction, the other the power over hate on Friday. So, um, yeah, Brad, going back real quick, far too often in life uh, that we have here on earth, we don't live out the message we speak. We... Um, a pastor today prayed, Lord, let our video match up with our audio. That's good. And, and, uh, I thought that was good because 
too often what we say doesn't match up with what we do. And, and Paul did not want anybody to confuse his allegiance to Rome and Jesus in any way, shape, or form. So he never mentioned he was a Roman citizen, uh, this, you know, Roman citizen. <clears throat> and so his, because he knew his actions validated his message. And so many times we, so a lot of times we just want to think, say, well, our actions, you know, we, you know, you hear this phrase, well, just live out the gospel in your life. No, you can't. You you can live out a life that has been changed by the gospel, but just living your life doesn't mean somebody's going to look at you and what you're doing and go, wow, okay, I see Brad being forgiven, so that means Jesus died for me on the cross and wants to be my Lord and Savior and um, can make it possible for me to be in a relationship with the one true living God. You, you won't get that from watching anybody. At some point, we verbally have to communicate the message. Yeah. Yep. So, But if we, on the same token, that if we don't live out a life that matches up to the message we give, then it falls on deaf ears many times. And I, I, I think as we look at Romans 1, I mentioned that this morning, or at lunch today uh, downtown is the reason we're seeing so much hate and toxicity in our culture is God says, okay, you don't want me in your culture. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Exactly. Hatred, death, pain and brokenness with no hope. And that's exactly what people feel. It's the sexual perversion um, to where you say a man is a woman and a woman is a man. You know, my wife went out to Target the other day. I'm so disappointed. Target is selling clothing right now. I can't even really describe on air, just to be honest. It's not appropriate for me to describe it. But all I will say is it is clothing to aid people who were born one gender to look like they're another gender on both sides. Who are transitioning. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> and I'm like, this is absurd. You remember I was sharing with Hugh. Did I share with Hugh yesterday the uh, the the quote? This was a true story uh, that I, I think it got retweeted by somebody that back in 2015, so this is seven years ago, there was a young woman, I think it was over in the UK, who said she identified as being blind and she was walking around with yeah, dark you shared that with co- me I yesterday. mean really really dark glasses and she was acting blind and and she found a psychologist who affirmed the condition and actually helped to pour drain cleaner into her eyes. Now, the quote was if you would support throwing the book at the psychologist who did that but would not support the same for doctors who help people change sexes you got to ask the question why right because it's it's absolutely the same i mean you 
it's absurd to identify as something that's a biological God ordained impossibility and, and to tinker around with people's, uh, God designed sexuality for the sake of their perversion, your perversion or a culture's perversion, which is what it is. Uh, And more and more people now are going into this because they're being groomed into this. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just, it's a picture of Romans one. I was, I just pulled that up as it is a, a very sobering text. And I'm assuming you're talking about, uh, basically God's wrath on unrighteousness and, and kind of this, this list yeah. of those, you know, dishonorable acts but what's interesting is in romans 1 16 everybody most know this says for i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god for salvation to everyone who believes to the jew first also to the greek but it says this for in it the gospel talking about the gospel for in it the righteousness of god is revealed from faith for faith as it is written the righteous shall live by faith i love that our our audio's got to match up to our video mm-hmm. in other words if we have a genuine faith in god in the gospel in jesus christ that's got to manifest itself in speaking out and speaking up and speaking into speaking truth into the darkness mm-hmm. it says the it says that the dark can't comprehend the light. Yeah, it can't. And and we are to be that light. I mean, we are to be the light of the world. In fact, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. Right. Who's going to light a lamp and then put a, a, a lampshade on it, you know, and put a, a bowl on it and keep it hidden? And well, you know, Romans 10, 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him? of whom they have never heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Hmm. We need to preach the good news. Yes, we do. And uh, I want some pretty feet. (laughs) Yeah, how beautiful feet. Yeah, was it CFC that used to call it Beautiful Feet Week, or was that another church? I don't know. I don't remember that. One church used to call it Beautiful Feet Week, you know? So. Well, it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. That would include, Doug, I think you've said the statistics are like 97% of the church has never shared the gospel. Yep. It's sad. It's really sad. So I, what, I can't eat at a restaurant that I really like without talking to somebody about it. Well, yet and, Jesus Christ is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And and so, what do we do with the conviction that we haven't done what we should do? Repent. Wow, that 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 word carries so much to it, and it's really not as complicated <laughs> as people have made it to be. It simply means that you say, I have not done what I should have done. Lord, forgive me. Help me to do what I should do. 
you recognize it's not in your strength. You can't just force yourself to do something. You need divine assistance to do divine things, right? I mean, like you, 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 to do divine things, you have to have God's help. You need his spirit, the Holy Spirit, empowering you. And so hopefully if you're out there and you have uh, struggled, one, to be cared for uh, by well-meaning but ill-advised shepherds, understand that God cares for you. He cares for the flock. And for us, how do we know how to care for the flock? we got to keep our eyes on him. Yep. We keep our eyes on him. And as we do that, he moves us to know when we declare our citizenship and when we don't. When do you step into a situation and when do you step back from a situation? Uh, but it starts with keeping your eyes on him. And so my encouragement for you is to do that as we kind of go into, um, the you know, that we're, I know we got to go out. And I just want to remind you one more time. Tomorrow, um, we have Ray Sartori, who is just a phenomenal testimony of God delivering a drug addict into being a disciple maker. And it's a powerful story. And then on Friday, Chris Carrier, probably one of the most powerful stories on forgiveness just short of Jesus or Paul or Stephen that I've ever heard. Yeah, I'll be I'll be tuning in. I think I was in the studio when we when we recorded that and uh, that is quite a story for sure. For sure. Yeah. Doug, good to be with you, brother. You and, too. Uh, Thanks for stepping in this week, You, you bet. And uh, for those of you that are out there tuning in, come back tomorrow and uh, you don't want to miss that story. Until then, God bless. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual